0: It's the funny thing, Tom Parry, about planning introductions sometimes.
1: Yeah, we we plan because, them.
0: Because well, well, occasionally we do. <laughs> I mean, like when you when you write a song about ghosts of Sushima. Actually, example, yes. Or, or yeah. Come up with a a pun. Generally speaking, you're supposed to talk about that in the podcast. Mm. Um. So I'm just going to bring up that there was a Nintendo Direct and never mention it again. Just like I did last week. It's Tom and Matt attack.
1: Even remember?
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> you, had some you, really
1: mentioning said, it.
0: Yeah, I had some really bad pun in the intro. If you remember, where I, I go asked on you remind if me playing too many JRPGs and said you looked a bit Shin Megami Tense. Eh?
1: Uh, I just thought that was a yeah. general reference to a popular no, that was...
0: franchise. <laughs> I mean, yes, but it was supposed to be topical. We were supposed to then talk about the Nintendo Direct, which. As we just discussed, it's kind of old news now. I was going to contrast it to uh, the Xbox presentation. I don't and say, think...
1: Uh, no one's still talking about it, are they? The last Nintendo no, Direct. I, it's sort of no, done and dusted. I mean,
0: people like myself who like Shin Megami Tensei are like, oh great, cool, I can play Shin Megami Tensei 3. I didn't play that game. Which was a and PS2 game, was it? It was a PS2 game, yes. The fourth one came out on the Nintendo 3DS. Um, and then the fifth one's supposed to come out on Switch. I think it was originally announced for 3DS, and then I think they moved it to Switch. I can't quite remember. Or so it who's... might have been Switch alone, the Switch alone. Still Atlas.
1: Still Atlas. Still Atlas, yeah. Still... Oh, interesting. I'm surprised I hadn't heard about that in advance. But there you go. Yeah,
0: but it, I mean, it it is the thing, right? I mean, Ooh. there was also a... Side-scrolling action game for the Japan Direct, but the name escapes me. They look pretty interesting, but yeah, generally speaking, that Direct was pretty bare bones.
1: Yeah, I can't remember any of the other games.
0: Me neither, actually. No, you mentioned it. <laughs> um, wow, God, that that really sucks. I mean, there was there was like five games, right, in this Nintendo Direct. Oh dear,
1: either. we're going to spend the whole podcast trying to remember no, what. No, I'm not going.
0: I, I said in the introduction we weren't going to talk about it. Shimagami Tensei Five looks cool. I like anything. Yeah, but Sony now we're
1: overlooking something that could potentially be interesting.
0: I don't think. No, there was no, I don't think so. I think if it was well, really I, that t-
1: interesting, I would have remembered.
0: To be fair, I think it's mainly because it was JRPG focused, and that probably put you to sleep. So, Oh, there was a there was DLC yeah. for the. Um, The Crypt of the Necrodancer, Zelda, Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah. That was all I really remember. Doesn't matter. How are you, Tom Parry?
1: (laughs) I'm okay. Again, it's hot this week. I think I said the same last week. Uh, In the UK, we've experienced somewhat of a a heat wave. I think it sort of was at its peak on Friday, Friday prior to recording this podcast, which would have been the 31st of July. And... um, Yeah, I don't think it's got much cooler since, but uh, yeah, they said the temperature has dropped a little.
0: I mean, it's it's 18 degrees here going up to 20, which is nice. I think it it was
1: 34 on Friday. Okay. Or
0: something like that. Wow, that's nice. (laughs) Well, Well, I don't know if nice is the right
1: word, you know.
0: I, well, see, the thing is about London and that area, right, is there's It's there's the hot. microclimate, right? It's very humid as yeah. well as very hot because yeah. it's just population density. Wales seem to be a lot cooler from what I was hearing because, yeah, my, my parents were saying, or my brother was complaining it was too hot and they were saying they wanted it to be warmer. I think it was like 1920, the same as here in Wales. Hungary is 40 degrees at the moment. Someone I know oh, did an ultra marathon in 40 degrees. No
1: way. I'm surprised yeah. they, they lasted. Yes. <laughs> the duration of the.
0: They came first as well. Wow, so okay. Good yeah. on you, person who doesn't listen Very to Very impressive. So I, I can't say I've been in.
1: running around anywhere. I just went out for a walk yesterday and uh, I didn't have any clean shorts, so I had to wear trousers. So those legs were sweating like nobody's business. Ooh la um, la.
0: Um, There's a picture for you, listeners.
1: That was, that was just a walk around the block, really. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it goes. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I guess it's all that can be said, Tom Paris, You should stay indoors, put a fan on, and play some video games, just not next to your microphone.
1: I have been playing some video games, believe Funny it or that. not. Yeah. Uh, shall I mention it now or not, Yakuza?
0: Um... <gasps> <gasps> I, right, okay. Let's... Let's talk about the, the not very good video game I've been playing. Oh yeah, okay, uh, before first. we get into
1: that, because... Uh... So,
0: I have something to bring <laughs> me back around after my dismay. Don't turn um, off I... now.
1: Don't, please, listeners, if you're not interested in Yakuza, we won't talk for the entire episode about Yakuza.
0: Oh <laughs> God, I if couldn't. If you're not interested um, in
1: Yakuza, you probably stopped listening to this podcast a long I time ago. I assume so. Yeah. I mean,
0: we're kind of a, an official Yakuza podcast <laughs> at this point. It should just be called Tom and Matt <laughs> Tom Yakuza. But it, and Matt it Yakuza. did used to just
1: be you, but now, you know... Now I've you're on board! The, uh, yes!
0: Yeah. See, this is the thing. I'm spreading the Church of Yakuza far and wide. People need to know how good a series it is. Um, speaking of a series... Well, the series is a bit harsh. I think it's one game based on uh, an old legend. I played a game, Tom, that oh, I've been about it. for a while... Because it came out while I was in Japan, I already know what I saw it is. It. Do you? Because I Do caught a stalking? corner
1: of a box there. Yes, it's the Monkey King Hero is back.
0: Yes, um, looks cool this... from
1: the uh, videos I've seen.
0: Yes, you would you would think so, um, which is why I picked it up. It was in the library, and I was like, "Oh, that game from Japan that had a ton of presence in like big camera and some of the video game shops there." It must be all right because they were making a big deal out of it. There was a big marketing push, and he was taking up prominent floor space. When I think Yakuza, um, ha, I think Persona Royale had just come out at that point, and like I was quite surprised that there wasn't really much fanfare for Persona Royale compared to Hero is Back, Monkey King, Hero is Back in a few of the shops. <laughs> it's a great title,
1: um, first of all.
0: It is, um, unfortunately, not a great game.
1: I knew you were going to say that.
0: Right, so this game, from what I understand, um, Monkey King Heroes Back, uh, is a Chinese-developed video game by a studio called Oasis Games, and I believe it's published by THQ Nordic outside mm. of China in mm. European territories, though the the box I'm holding currently says October. so Oh, no, it does say THQ Nordic. It's under the sticker. Ha, ha, ha. It is based on a 2015 animated Chinese film, uh, Based th- on...
1: Uh, hang on, Matt. 2015?
0: Yes, 2015. That was a, f- that was a few years married. ago. It was a couple of years ago. Um, if I were to speculate, I do believe that console games were still illegal in China in 2015. Oh. Um, though I could be wrong about that. It could. The ban could have been lifted slightly before that, but I know it was lifted in our time together in Denmark. So and this is
1: mainland China.
0: This is mainland China, yeah. yes, and obviously I not Hong Kong. I guess no. those yeah, not in Hong Kong. In Hong Kong they were Hong Kong versions of things, but yeah, 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 mainland China there was there's a great article about it on Kotaku actually, if anyone's interested in this, about the grey market of console video games in China because they were they were banned. They were not official releases of Chinese video games for a long, long time. Um mm.
1: and I that's why you see so many bootlegs.
0: Uh yeah, but also it's just the Chinese government kind of turned a blind eye to a lot of it, from what I had understood from this Kotaku article. Hmm. There were official Chinese releases um, in the 90s, hence the Game Boy games I have. But I think around 94, 95, uh, the Chinese government clamped down on them. I could be completely wrong on this. This is what I'm remembering from this Kotaku story. So apologies, folks. This has been like four years since I've read up on this. But there was a there was a ban on console games in China for a long, long time. I also assume that perhaps the the release of Monkey King Heroes back in the West uh, was perhaps what perhaps promoted it and potentially brought upon the idea of having an, anima- uh, an animated story turned into a video game. I'm not quite sure. I haven't done my homework well, on you, why this is. You can't but- get more
1: iconic than the Monkey King character in a Chinese uh, folklore, can you?
0: No, I mean, of course, like, for those of you who don't know, Journey to the West is a a huge Chinese myth. It's centred around the ideas of Buddhism. Um, it has been the basis for other stories. Enslaved, uh, the RPG that came out a couple of years, is kind of based off um, Journey to the West. Obviously, Dragon Ball, mm. some Goku, is uh, based on Dashang. is his name, I think. Um, and... Yeah, i.e. the Monkey King. And, yeah, so it has been a story that has been adapted purely because it is a huge legend and I sure has inspired more shonen style stories because it is essentially about this simple monkey who became strong and learned the ways of Buddhism and then became stronger and stronger and stronger until essentially he fought gods. This story, however, Tom Parry, takes 500 years after the legend of the Monkey King. And so you get a very a very cool intro cutscene that kind of gives you a backstory of the whole lore, which is, as someone who doesn't know Journey to the West, Inside and Out, was actually quite helpful to see the differences mm. in the, the adaptations I've experienced through my lens as a Westerner compared to what the traditional story is. Mm-hmm. So it takes 500 years after. Um, a small child stumbles into a cave. De Shang is frozen in ice he touches the ice the ice thaws the monkey king saves him from monsters turns out that since the monkey king's been asleep monsters have started to run riot and children are being stolen by these monsters the is has some like bracelet on him that's stopping him from doing his magic in typical video game flair but i also think it's part of the the general animated storyline i guess And so you go around and play kind of what is like a children's version of an action brawler with like Devil May Cry elements. Oh,
1: okay. Has it it got any
0: similarities to Knack?
1: Yes. Because that's um, very brawler based, if I recall,
0: wasn't it? It is very Knack. Um, It is your your typical press square to do a light attack, press triangle to Mm. do a heavy attack. I know much you Um, like
1: Knack, so I just thought I'd drop that in there.
0: To be honest, Knack's a lot better. (laughs) Um, Of course it is. (laughs) Yeah, um, so my main complaint against Monkey King, A Hero Is Back, is I was kind of of blown away by some of the the character design, but I'm like, well, I can't really give the game too much credit on its character design, because clearly they've just taken these characters from the movie that already exists, so... Did more it make you want to go? see the movie? Yes, it did, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, as for playing the game, I didn't, <laughs> I've not really been that enticed to play on. I was trying to, before this podcast, hit a boss, which yeah. I did, hoping that once I hit a boss, maybe the combat would become a bit more interesting, but it isn't. Yeah. Uh. The game feels very slow, Tom. And Oh, to compare oh no, it to that's NAC, bad. The game, to compare it to Nak feels very unfair on the game. Because... The way it plays, the way you transition between areas, and it isn't really a big open world. And I mean, there you have to—if you want to climb a ladder, you need to press Circle, and then it show like it loads a second, shows a small cutscene of you jumping up the ladder, then it loads again the new environment. Reminds me very much of like BT or PS2 games. Mm, um, okay. and the likes of, like, Mark of the Cray, and... What's, the, what's that? You know, Mark of Cry? Is it Mark Cry? Mark of Cry, is it? Mark, I thought it was Cray. You know, like, you get these action Cree. games that would come out on the PS2 that weren't really all that, but they that were was, okay. That was all right. Well, that was quite yeah, stylistically, but, like, at least. Yeah, but, I mean, stylistically, <laughs> Monkey King Hero's back is fine. Like, the character design and the world you're in is kind of interesting. Level design, I have to say, is quite bland. You're generally following a corridor around and then beating up enemies on your way there, and then there will be a small corridor off to the side which you will go down and you will pick up some collectibles because heaven knows, Tom Parry, there's a lot of crafting in this game. Oh, crafting, Um, yes. Very popular nowadays. Yeah, but it, it, it feels like a game of a bygone era, but
1: not in a good way. Oh yeah, it's starting to sound like something I might be quite into, but uh, yeah, if it's not in a good way, not a good example of that, then uh, maybe not. I,
0: to be honest, like you look at the camp, right, and like you've got the Monkey King with his staff, presumably floating on his cloud, and there's a big dragon in the background, and you're like, okay,
1: yeah,
0: actually, if you were a fully powered up thing and you could do combos and stuff, yeah. this would be really interesting. But combat feels really sluggish. Unless that's it how said- it
1: starts, maybe it evolves. Yeah.
0: I, it doesn't no. seem like it's no. that long a game, is my yeah. fear. Like, I looked at how long to beat, and the game's roughly about eight hours. I've played it for about an hour now. And I can't... Unless they just throw all the powers at you at one go, and then go, hey, now, now Dijon is a superpower, you can do all the Monkey Kid stuff. I can't really see it redeeming itself that much. I will give it a bit more playing, just to see if that happens. Maybe I reach a point in the story mm. where I can power up fully and then I am invincible but it mm. I don't it's know. not
1: it's not bad enough to stop playing then. It's not that level of bad. It's not I can't go back to that. It, it's it, it's better no. than that.
0: To be fair, <laughs> I I have more of a tolerance for this game than I did Doom Eternal. So wow. there is something there. But again I think it's just because the the character design's so engaging honestly like I, I reached the first boss. The first boss encounter is terrible by the way essentially what you do is you find this you find this big boar guy who looks awesome with a massive, like, stone club with spikes coming out of it and whatever. Mm. And you can't really fight him. You kind of... He brings, like, these ad monsters, which look like generic, like, goblin creatures into the arena, which are great because you can hit them, they're very slow, and they give you okay. health. Yeah. But the fight against the boss itself essentially is one of those oh you need to wait for him to tire out boss fights oh yeah yeah which means you you control quite slowly anyway the the even the movement itself doesn't feel fluid enough from what you would expect even for a ps2 game there's like a slight it feels like there's a slight delay in your movement compared to your button presses Hmm. um and so you're running around this arena like Letting this guy swing at you for like two minutes, and then you eventually tires out, and then you run up to him, and even your light attack isn't really placed on like button presses as it is in say a Yakuza, but it's you can just do like three three button combos, and they take their own time, even though they're supposed to be quicker than the heavy attack. It's like square, 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 rather than like square, square, square. You know? Yeah. Okay. Rapid, like, blows, you, yeah. Yeah. Picture of this. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of animation in there, which I guess is due to it being based on an animated feature. But again, much like I played that game, I don't know if you saw the biographic I did on Heisei Tensei Bakabon, which is based on a Japanese animation. Yes, I did. They, they put a lot of extra like flourish into the animation at the expense of gameplay. Mm. And I think there's a bit Dangerous. of that here. That can happen. Which is not great. Um, and as I've said you can get health back from the enemies, but the main way you get health back in this game is by crafting potions. And there is a rabbit with a really big head (laughs) mask thing on with, like, wobbling signs and stuff that looks kind of cool. Like, again, the character design is awesome. Uh, But it's all based on, like, traditional Chinese medicine, and so you need to, like, collect flowers and... (laughs) <laughs> Minerals and yeah. all of this other stuff, yeah. And yeah. the game throws them at you so fast; you don't even get like a, you don't even get to like learn. Okay, well, I need like three, three flowers and one root. Wow. to make Wow. You portion. know what this sounds a
1: lot like? What? Shenmue Three. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Yes, that's that's an element of Shenmue Three's gameplay: collecting herbs and mixing them. Yeah,
0: yeah. But you mm. get like thirty or forty of them within the first level. No, most well, of them you can't just, actually uh, use.
1: Put on your herb scanning vision, your first person mode, and track them as you leisurely walk around the uh, uh, world. I see. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah. like, okay. getting potions has been quite difficult because despite me like, I've made the effort to run around all the back streets and do all the video gaming tricks, which this game applies. Like, there were houses. I was like. I bet if I run around the back of the houses, there's probably some herbs, and so I did, and there it's were herbs, out. and yet they, yet they did nothing. Yet yeah, I can't use them to craft potions because presumably you did I did the wrong herbs. Probably... I guess so, but yeah. like yeah. the game is very linear, so like I've only got the the herbs that the game's provided me with. So do they call them know. herbs or herbs? I don't know. I, I, I'm going to say. <laughs> is it an
1: American voiceover? Or is, yeah, uh, uh, well, yeah.
0: is it. Yeah. It's English. You know.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's. It, yeah, but is it American or British English?
0: No, it's British English.
1: Oh, oh right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they're herbs, I, not herbs. Yeah.
0: Yes, they're herbs. Um, I would also say that some of the sound design in this game is kind of annoying. Uh, you are accompanied by the small kid who frees you from the ice. And he has his little sister on his back, who's named Anan. I cannot remember the name of the little boy to save my life. Is it like? And
1: sorry, continue.
0: Yeah, um, he 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 kind of acts like Navi in Ocarina of Time, hmm. in that he's just Listen. like, no, he's just like, wow, monsters every five minutes. Does he, he do it in a Cockney like, accent? Wow, monsters. He's not quite Cockney, but he's like, he's clearly like. I'm from London. Voice. Oh, I go
1: and get those monsters. No,
0: that would be more entertaining. No, actually, no. No, no. This is um, what
1: I was going to say before. Was I know you weren't a fan of was it the Dragon Quest voiceover, which was uh, British English? At least some of the characters. Yeah, weren't they?
0: Because when they added like dialects, they made them all like Cockney and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I remember them being quite Cockney. I Also, uh, wasn't it Xenoblade Chronicles? Everyone's uh, British as well. It was all yes, British voiceover.
0: L- there are there are a lot of games where everyone is British voiceover in yeah. This, like, fantasy it was like the Wii RPGs, setting. like Last Story and uh, Pandora
1: Tower, maybe. And I don't, yeah. I can't say if they were or not. Maybe you know better than I do,
0: but. Uh, definitely Last Story. I can't remember Pandora's Tower. I, to be fair, I think Pandora's Tower only has subtitles. I don't uh, okay. think it received a full I English dub. I do enjoy dub. a bit of voice acting. Um, Me too. Um, But here it's okay. I'm just trying to quickly Google to see if Monkey King Hero is Back, the actual animation, was done was converted Dubbed by a in, British animation yeah. house, because that, yeah. that would make sense. A lot
1: of those old uh, manga ones were done in Wales. You know, those are old manga VHS releases, they had a studio in Wales where they really? recorded a lot of the, the voiceover. Yeah. I'm no pretty, way! I'm pretty certain, you might want to look it up to double fact check me, but I'm uh, pretty sure a lot of them done in Wales.
0: Wow, that's interesting. I'm going to have to <laughs> investigate that.
1: Uh, I can't recall the, the, the voice actors being Welsh uh, or anything like that, but uh, oh, I'm so I think that's where they did yes. their recording. Welsh uh, voice actor, of course, um, Nino Cooney, isn't it?
0: Yeah, got... I was going to say, it's, it's the guy... Do you know who the voice actor is in Nino Cooney? Is it Rhys or No, it isn't. It is the guy from Gavin and Stacey that Nessa kind of dates. He seems like Barry or something. Oh, all right. I don't know. He's I don't like know a bus driver. It's like the When I when I heard his voice, I was like, "Oh God, this is like someone I know." And I was like, "Oh, it's the guy from Gavin and Stacey." Yeah, Tidy. Yeah, Tidy. This is the thing. Like, I as a when I studied, like, brief aside of my history before I came to Graphic designer, there was times where I would do performing arts stuff. I actually went to. A, performing arts at like college for a year before i was like no actually i don't want to do this i would have loved to have done voice acting mm. but at the time i i watched things and other than the likes of like fireman sam there wasn't really <laughs> that much call for welsh voice actors who couldn't speak f- welsh and so yeah, i was just okay. like well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into this because obviously I can never be the voice of uh, Spotty or Super Ted because I, I'm not a Welsh-speaking person. But now, Tom Parry, I think the idea of Welsh voice actors because of Nino Cooney Kuni is actually something I see quite a bit in JRPGs. Well,
1: I think the the Welsh uh, tones are nice, pleasant on the ears.
0: I've probably... I, I listen North to actor. you every... This week. is the thing. This is true. <laughs> Some people clearly do. So, hey, that's how it goes. Um... Unless you know, I'm on the the Drunk Friends podcast and I speak with an American twang for the first twenty minutes. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. It's because I was I chatting. Fi- to I find them, you're I
1: think... more Welsh when you're talking to your uh, parents.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, mm. I now that I'm talking about being Welsh, my I can feel my Welsh, my Welsh lilt coming out. But... Proud, proud of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I again, I think. Not to get too much into why I, my accent is slightly different from when I was younger, but when I moved to Denmark, no one could understand me, so I kind of had to make modifications for the sake of my sanity.
1: That that, that was difficult with a lot of the British regional dialects, wasn't it? Because it's very international. Uh, yeah, well, so a
0: lot of us were like there was a Geordie, there was you yeah. who <laughs> whose accent was quite neutral. You had so yeah, lots of people from lots of different places and people with Danish accents couldn't really. And understand
1: if you're us. like European. A lot of Europeans, when they learn English, they, they, they tend to, uh, if an American uh, twang to their accent, and and that actually is very easy to understand for most people, isn't it? The the American yeah. English, whereas some of the British dialects are, <laughs> you know, yeah, a little exactly. bit more uh, difficult.
0: Yeah, especially, Scottish is always hard for me, mm. even as, even oh, as yeah, a no, native English speaker, be, yeah. sometimes Scottish can be difficult.
1: Just, yeah.
0: Yeah, anyway. Well, well we've film, gone um, off on I a tangent. Can't, I can't figure out if this film was in dubbed in the UK or not. Well, we'll just have to watch it and then find release. out. Can we watch fair, is it on a
1: streaming service? Is it available? I'm not
0: sure if it's on be streaming service. That the easiest service. way to watch it rather than tracking down the DVD. I mean, to be fair, I could click on the trailer, but I don't want the noise spilling through. Okay. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. The Wikipedia tells me nothing, Tom. Wikipedia is clearly alive. What a
1: shame. But long and short of it, this game does nothing for the reputation of movie-based games. No. Which we haven't seen very much of um, for years now, have we? It's uh, been a bit of a lost uh, genre, the movie tie-in yeah. game.
0: I mean, to be fair, especially those aimed at children, I mean... TT you kind of cornered the market with the Lego games, but uh, the demise of old of old THQ. I used to love those
1: on PS2. I have a lot of movie based games on PS2, and a lot of them, you know, if you if it's by the right developer, they can be quite
0: fun. Well, I mean, aren't the aren't the the cars ones done by Ninja Theory?
1: I didn't know that. If they were,
0: Um, I'm sure were they really?
1: I I they sure. then one not one of the developers that spring to mind when I think of those who handled a lot of the um a lot of those titles but I, the, the names escape me now exactly. but there are some pretty solid developers who did a lot of movie tie ins. Of course you you can always look to Way Forwards as a good example, as an obvious yeah, I mean, example sure. over on the say the D S. But on the PS two th- there were a good few developers who really knew what they were doing.
0: Yeah, no, I I tell a lie actually. It's because I knew that I knew there was some connection between Disney and Ninja Theory and obviously it's Disney Infinity they helped out with Disney Infinity 3.0. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. So you can't really recommend this game, but it's uh, it has at least sparked your curiosity.
0: Well, yes, I'm going to play a bit more of it, but, like, honestly, I don't think it's one I'm probably going to see all the way through to the end, even though it seems like a very short game. Mm -hmm. Like I said, some of the the stuff of, like, you're in an environment, and, like, modern-day sensibilities make me think, hey, I'm in this environment, there's a shed over there with a red door, like, all of the stuff is so PS2. Like, even the wayfinding of how you get around the level, like, to... To show that you can jump onto a roof, there'll be a red box, and like oh right, the barn, yeah. the doors you can go into of the barns are red doors, and so they're like screaming out to you, like, "Hey, you can come in here." Yeah, probably not great for colourblind people, if I'm being honest, but as a mark of like how how this game looks and feels, it is that. Yeah, and yeah, but going into those barns, right? Like me jumping up those blocks is like, okay, there's going to be a secret up here. And then I'll find like a door or there'll be a slight bit to another bit of an area, but there'll be like a dotted line on the floor. And then Mm. I need to walk up to it and click circle and go travel just to like jump from one area to another. And it takes like a minute to load, man. The loading times aren't great.
1: So is it fun?
0: I don't know. Honestly. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Is it fun? I don't
1: know. A glowing review.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but again, it's hard to say, right? It it makes me want to watch the animation, but I don't necessarily engage with the thing. And uh. to be honest with you, it's kind of a bit disappointing because the way the opening cutscene is and the way it kind of shows, hey, this is going to be a game that's kind of got cultural... Implications to it, and also perhaps like an air of like religious mysticism to it, kind of reminded me a bit of El Shaddai. And you know how much wow. I love El Shaddai. Yeah, it's been a while since we mentioned that on the podcast. Oh, God, that game's so good. Why haven't they remastered that game for PS4?
1: Um, It, it gets mentioned in passing sometimes uh, if I'm watching a, a video about games on YouTube. Sometimes it gets brought up. It, is, it has got a lot of love uh, in a sort of cult way.
0: Honestly, it's probably my top ten video games of all time. I don't know if I would speak so strongly to to put it in my top five because I've never played it since, but mm. that game left an impression on me. That game is mm. a very good game.
1: There were a couple of that era. Shout the yeah. Damned. We haven't talked about that for a while either. But uh, No. I that mean, didn't shall... get the best reviews, and I always wonder why. I mean, it didn't do anything amazingly unique. However, it was a great
0: experience. I, I think it was a very solid game. I think the the thing for Shadows of the Damned was probably just the humor. I just think, mm-hmm. like, we we entered a, a very serious era of video games where everything, was, the stakes in storytelling, were super high. But that this, didn't this make Lollipop Chainsaw
1: uh, a a great game. Which you know, I I kind of gave up on that.
0: I didn't even play Lollipop Chainsaw, if I'm being honest, my copy's still sealed. I Maybe I need to give it another
1: go, okay. but it didn't grab me in the same way that Shadow of the Damned did.
0: Yeah, but I, I think I think Shadows of the Damned is a very solid game and to be honest with you, even when I was playing it like your gun being called Johnson and all of this, <laughs> like it didn't it didn't land the way I think it would have if I was a teenager, but this game is clearly aimed at like an older audience, a more mature audience. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm sure if I played it now, I would probably raise my eyebrows a bit more to the story as well. But it doesn't stop the game uh, being. Solid. It was a
1: big deal at the time. EA published that game, didn't they? Yeah, and they I did. know. It, it wasn't a great experience for Suda Fifty One. I don't think. I don't think he enjoyed that experience so much. No. Uh, working with EA, um, I think the I think they, they 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 reined him in a little. But maybe that, in, in a way, I feel that that was to its. Uh, Credit, yeah, because can you imagine? In a way, yeah.
0: I think a more extreme version of that game would be unbearable. Honestly,
1: yeah, that's that's right. And also Shinji Mikami uh, working on the directing the gameplay there. Yeah, and, and, I think and that's and that, why that's... The
0: gameplay is so good. Yes, and that's probably it. To be honest with you, it's like Shinji Mikami doing the doing the actual like directing of like the moment to moment, which is the bit that makes that game. Hmm. I don't think the the world is that interesting. Like, I didn't really stick with me, and I mean mm. the story's kind of one note. It's like, hey, you gotta go save your girlfriend. Like,
1: yeah.
0: if and, ca- yeah. characters
1: are strong and gameplay strong, yeah. Anyway, yes. Uh, to, to be honest not... with you,
0: though, the, I think the only reason I remember the protagonist's name, which is Garcia Fucking Hotspur, is yes. because his name is Garcia Fucking Garcia Hotspur. Hotspur. Otherwise, I probably yeah. wouldn't, because he says it so many times. No, he's a good character. He was a good character,
1: and John Johnson was was an amazing character.
0: And that, yeah. Hey, man, like, I. It's, it's I, a I a think Johnson
1: was the name of the character. I think I think it was the boner wasn't it? it? Was it was the gun?
0: Well, no, Johnson was the name of Johnson was the name of the gun. But then you would like you would when you would use your special attack, it would become called the big boner, and it's like, oh, okay, oh, I, yeah, I, 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 I thought, get it.
1: oh, the skull was called Johnson.
0: Yeah, but wasn't the skull attached oh, to the gun? It doesn't matter. I can't remember, it doesn't matter. We're going play to it, imagine. if you
1: haven't played
0: it, played it. Yeah, play Shadows, it, play Shadows, of it. The, Shadows of the Damned <laughs> is a very good game if you can get past some of the humour. El Shaddai, though, generally just stands up as a brilliant game. I can't think of anything wrong with El Shaddai off the top of my head.
1: Mm, I love that it game, it again. honestly.
0: It looks beautiful, it mixes elements of like Bayonetta and Devil May Cry... To a T, it's so good. Like, is a visual smorgasbord. The story is very interesting because I'm not that familiar with the Book of Enoch, which I believe is related to Shintoism. If I'm correct, okay. or it I'm could, not sure. i don't it know. Could, could also be Christianity. Can't quite remember. Um
1: he yeah, does interesting things it? with it. It
0: is Wasn't about it angels. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, uh,
1: it's good. That's a good game. Who developed that? I forget now. Do you remember? It was.
0: A, I can't quite remember. It was like a jap. It was a one of these Japanese super studios that I don't think we've heard ah, okay, much from okay. since. Of like, yeah, it, it wasn't like one people. of the the
1: big the heavy hitters, was it?
0: No. Um, yeah. Anyway, okay. let's not go down a rabbit hole of El Shaddai. Look I it up. El Shaddai. Play it. Yeah. Monkey King, however. Not great. I'll play a little bit of it next week. I'll give my final verdict, but yeah, at the moment, like the transition in between areas, the really unresponsive controls and just general quirks to how it's throwing a lot at me but not actually giving me a lot back in yeah. terms of gameplay. Yeah. Me it, 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 it's it's a platform it.
1: brawler-type game, then. It's, it's how yeah, yeah, very okay. much so.
0: That, that, that much makes that me think of
1: right? um, Legend of Spyro, a new beginning, actually. That's very brawler based. It's not like the other Spyro games. I
0: th- I think Legend of Spyro would have a lot more polish on it than this game. It did it, it have a lot of honest. polish,
1: it? That's... but the gameplay is very shallow, really. Yeah,
0: we've talked about this game now for half an hour. I long, know it's I great, isn't it? but we have we gone off
1: on several tangents. We have. So we have. Thanks for sticking with us.
0: Let's bring it back in, Tom, and talk about the important things.
1: Ah, Yakuza. So, I've been playing Yakuza 0. I may have mentioned this
0: on the last episode. You did, yeah, and I gushed at you for doing it.
1: Mm. And I've not had this feeling for a long time playing a video game, but it's something I really want to go back to a lot. Uh, I look forward to sitting down and playing it. I play it most days, even, which is quite unusual uh, for me. But it's a very engrossing experience. And actually, not too intense... It's it's no. a lot like watching a TV show. Um, yeah, the, the gameplay, you know where you're at with it. You're going to do some fighting every now and again. We've mentioned this previously. It's not the gameplay necessarily, it's the star. However, the gameplay is very solid. And yes. actually, the more you play that fighting system, the more you uh, appreciate it. But that, that's the main bulk of the gameplay, isn't it? The fighting. Uh, but yeah, it's the character it's got it's the, the characters themselves living breathing fleshed out characters and an engrossing storyline so rather than maybe watch a tv show you might play an hour of yakuza yeah and you get a similar sort of uh feeling as you might do watching a tv show because you do. it's it's incredibly well written and it's imper- well characterized and yeah
0: and it it gets weird as well, like the like I said to you, the storyline itself is is very like drama. Like it mm-hmm. is always about your your interactions with the Tojo clan and all of these things that you were doing as Kiryu mainly. And I know obviously you're playing Zero, so Majima's involved in that, and so it's giving you a look into Majima a bit more than the other yeah. games does. But it is very much like very serious. Hey. This shit has happened in the Tojo clan. You as Kiri, you need to work to resolve it, da 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 da. da. And then like it takes twists and turns like you wouldn't believe. You haven't you haven't even seen where the story is. No, no, I'm sure I have it. I'm only on chapter
1: four, I think. Yeah. So the first two chapters are Kiryu if I remember and then it's Majima. And so I think I I think I it's another Madra chapter now. Have to finish in chapter three. Because, you know, he's really just getting into his uh, backstory at this point. Yeah. I like Majima as well. He's a kind of, he's a cool customer. I, I did a side story mission where I had to pretend to be a girl's boyfriend to, uh, yeah, impress the father. But the father yeah. already worked it out. And yeah, you know yeah. that. And occasionally you do get choices in terms of the dialogue and where you want to go with the conversation. And they yeah. usually can be quite, quite humorous.
0: Yeah, they can, and that's the yeah. thing. Like All the side stuff, and like to be honest with you, they even interject it quite well into the main scenario, hmm. is that you know when things are getting serious, but they, they also have a nice way of playing it off to relieve tension as well. That's and, like, right, yeah.
1: These side stories usually do a great job of, yeah, um, a distraction from the main story that is quite humorous. A humorous side story, yeah.
0: Yeah, and they, they're they always good. Like, honestly, yeah. there's... I, re- I don't remember beat-for-beat beat the story of Zero as much as I do the other games. I mm, think okay. Zero, well, I Zero as, as gameplay-wise, is perhaps the tightest, if not, like, the second tightest compared to 6, because mm. I think they polish a lot of that engine up there. Mm. I... But I, I do think Zero's got some cool stuff in it. Like all of the, the Majima storyline was really interesting and what you do with Kiryu. There are some amazing moments coming up in that story, Tom. I'm so envious you get to experience them for the first time. Yeah. And I don't wanna s I don't wanna spoil anything, honestly, because it's so some of that game is so cool and it is so like it I is like to... the best of shonen anime. Yeah. Injected into a very serious story, and I think that's why it works mm. so well.
1: I'm really becoming comfortable with the gameplay and really appreciating the, the subtleties of, of everything. And I love that point when you're playing a game and you've played it enough just to feel really comfortable in it. And yeah. uh, you really do have to play games for quite a few hours before you get to that point normally. Yeah. Uh, something about it. It's got, a, it's got a real level of polish. I don't know it's the way the characters move, the way they animate. It's very much its own. I don't know yes. if you also understand this about the movement of the characters.
0: Yeah, man. Like, the... Yeah. It is such... I, I can't express enough how much it I love the series. It plays very well. It yeah. plays incredibly well. And the controls, like... Playing even like Monkey King Heroes back is unfair to Monkey King because I will mm. always compare a game where you're pressing square for a light attack and triangle as a heavy attack against Yakuza, mm. and obviously this game has existed for a long, long time now. It's probably fifteen years if not more, yeah. and it it just has a level of polish to it that they have refined over the years of like creating these games and like building off the back of Shenmue. Also, mm. that is just. It's very hard for a game that is probably developed by a studio that's probably worked on very few titles to combat something as beautiful in scope as Yakuza is. Because as you say, like all of the movements are there, all of the controls so tight, you know if yeah. you've swung too late, you're like, oh no shit, I, I shouldn't have this, I shouldn't have if, heavy attacked, I should have light like, attacked. Yeah. And...
1: Now this will sound like a criticism, but there was a certain stiffness to it, which is, I don't know, it's fine. You know, it's, yeah. sort of, it's very Yakuza. There's a Yakuza stiffness to the way yes, characters there is. move. Um, yeah, but that's fine. And, and, and you, you definitely become accustomed to it. It's not a bad thing by any means. It's part of the game's unique uh, charm as well. Yeah.
0: I would say, though, some of that some of that stiffness is actually just around Kazuma, like around okay. Kiryu, because he... He is, like, he's a powerhouse of a dude. Like, he's super strong. And so, like, a lot of him is, I think... Have you experienced, like, Majima's kind of a bit more floaty? And, like, a bit... Like, I think the Yakuza team are aware of that themselves. Because as you get into the later entries in the series, like I said, Yakuza 4 has four different characters, and they all play very differently. Hmm. And, like, they dial up how much stiff kiryu is because he just becomes a powerhouse like his swings mm. take longer than everyone else's but they deal twice as much you do damage.
1: adjust to that when i first started playing the game i was using the rush style because it felt more familiar to me but actually now i have moved on to the the drag is it dragon, dragon style yeah, yeah. his yeah. normal sort of fighting style i did a, a long fight at the end of the second chapter which involved me just fighting one guy um and it was it was great, you know, the the interaction with the environments as well, picking up a, a settee and smashing it over someone's head. Uh kicking a chair up in the air into his face and it
0: he, there's yeah, exactly. a lot of
1: impact in in the <laughs> those blows. picking up a
0: bicycle and just seeing you jump in the air and smash a bicycle. Down it, 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 smashing someone's yeah. head
1: against a wall, you know, the, the violence is very um
0: It's so <laughs> prevalent the, the, Right. So, I mean, I ran into this in Ghost of Tsushima, right? Ghost of Tsushima is a game where you are a samurai and you essentially do a lot of Assassin's Creed-style assassinations. Mm. Mm. And the story is... Like oh, but I'm I don't want to do these things. I'm a samurai. There's a code of honor. Da 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 da. And then it's the same with Kiryu. Kiryu like makes a point throughout Yakuza. He's like, I don't kill people. I'm not that kind of Yakuza. I rough someone up, but like I won't kill people. You kill people all the time. <laughs> like it's like Batman. It's like Batman's just like I don't kill people. Yeah, but you put you like make sure that well, someone can't walk for the rest he of just their beats lives them
1: to an inch of their. Their life,
0: <laughs> like Batman throws people off fire escapes. Like, there's no way that, like, yeah, yeah he might not kill. He might not kill them, but like, certain certainly, a few weeks down the line after they've woken up from that coma, they're gonna have like <laughs> debilitating things wrong with them. Yeah. Same with well, Kiryu.
1: I learned something interesting about Majinu, Majima and his reaction to being a a hitman. Yeah. Um early on in Majima's story, uh someone from his past approaches him and, and, and says, Can you do it? you know, could could you kill someone? And Majima seems very like, mm, against the idea of killing it someone. Yes. Which yeah.
0: it, if you have played the other Yakuza games yeah. is also one of those moments of like, Yeah, but you're a nutcase. I've seen you kill people and like
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. But at this point in his life he, he really is not something he seems to want to get involved with
0: no oh god
1: although he loved being a yakuza that's, uh, he that's does
0: love being a yakuza yes but there are there are things that drive him and motivate him as a character that you haven't seen yet and i oh god i love this series the story is so good in yakuza tom play all the yakuza games after this just do it yeah
1: by. But yes, Matt's absolutely right about Yakuza. I'm not someone I play games quite casually now, and actually, for me, it's the perfect game in a way because it's not too demanding. Nope. Uh, as you get older, it's not like fast-paced. Particularly, yeah. I, I guess the fights can get pretty intense. That one fight I was doing a lot of times, the one I mentioned uh, yeah. previously. Yeah. Uh, however, for the most part, it, it's pretty uh, steady.
0: <laughs> I. i I would also say the game is very good at allowing you to walk away from it and come back at a later time Mm. i think they do a very
1: points are quite frequent you know you can save any uh, telephone is that correct
0: isn't it i don't know if yakuza zero does it i know it's something they do in judgment but when you reach the end of a chapter in judgment like a tv Mm. show they give you a recap of what's happening oh it does yeah i think yeah i think it does there is a little bit of it from what I remember, but generally speaking, even if it isn't as blatant as like previously on Yakuza, from what I remember of Yakuza 0, they do it a lot more in from 3 onwards, I think, where they realise their games are getting quite long. I think the, cha- will... the
1: chapter is introduced with some sort of uh, cinematic...
0: Yeah, exactly. There's always characters yeah. talking about what has just happened in yeah. a way that puts it back in context. And I yeah. think that's also... Even if you're like halfway through a chapter, like the way I played, uh, Koami was like I would I would play a bit of it because I'd already beaten it, put mm. it down, play something else, and then come back and play a bit more Koami in the downtime. And even the cutscenes where you get to your destination, like I said, you open your map and you see where you need to go. Generally speaking either the antagonist you're there to face or kiryu himself will reframe the conversation to be like where is this person we're looking for oh yeah yeah it does a
1: good job of that you can dip in and out of it i'm surprised at how accessible it is really as a more casual gamer because it doesn't give the impression that it's going to be that kind of game but it it really is it is
0: and it's something i to be honest with you i'm missing a lot of games now and i Mm. when i start something it's quite long. Like, I had to take Final Fantasy XII back to the library, which is making me think I should buy Final Fantasy XII because even though it's probably going to be a month or two before I get that game back, yeah. will I have remembered all of Final Fantasy XII's story up until that point enough to get it back and like get mm. back into it? Or will I completely fall off in the way that I traditionally do with JRPGs? I never have experienced that in the Yakuza games. I think that is a a credit to the storytelling of that series, that they're very much aware that they are long games. And, Mm. you know, you can play Yakuza games for up to like 60, 70, 80 hours if you really want to do all the side stuff.
1: Yeah, interesting how the side stuff works. It seems to be it sits in a particular portion of the game. So between this point and this point, you've got so many side stories you can get involved in if you want to. But they don't exist outside of that portion of the game. As I understand it, I don't know.
0: Yeah. No, Can you they
1: shed don't. some light on that? Yeah. So, if I'm doing <laughs> this part of a chapter, I'll be walking down this street. I'll have yeah. uh, the opportunity to do two side stories. If I was to say, no, I'm busy, those side yeah. stories, they're gone. In no,
0: effect, or not. not necessarily. Some of them do. I think okay. in Zero as well, especially. Like in, in Yakuza 1 and 2, I think the side stories were a lot more like. Um Shenmu in that like you had to be there at the right time to do the sub story, otherwise it wouldn't exist. Yakuza Zero I think gives you the option of having those encounters again, but generally speaking, if you are in a chapter, sometimes there will be ones that you need to go back down that alley and trigger that cutscene or a follow up cutscene again to get back okay. into it before leaving the I chapter. I just had
1: the impression that parts of the chapters existed there in that time, and then. That the the world is is reasonably linear, but no, it's not the case. That open world sort of is alive and keeps running in the background. Then
0: between yes. the chapters, okay, it does. And like like I said, zero might be slightly different. I can't quite remember, but yeah, from what. Playing Judgment and Six recently, there are missable things, but generally speaking, you can just go to an area and re engage with those sub stories.
1: Mm. Hey, Judgment's uh, 10 quid at the minute. PS.
0: I saw. Um, yeah. I'd recommend picking it up for a 10, It's a good That's game. A good it's not yeah. the best Yakuza game, though. Mm. And right then, now that you've experienced Zero, like, imagine when you were running around and you had all these fights.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Imagine if the game suddenly out of nowhere was just like, oh no, there's a gang in town. And so pretty much you would then go from fight to 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 get to your location. So like, every time you had a fight, generally speaking, about two seconds later, another fight would start.
1: It's like random battles, constant random battles. It's like going through a cave in Pokemon hitting a Zubat every few steps.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's really annoying, and there's I there's no way to disable that feature. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, what it means you have to do is go and fight like more powerful bosses who are around the map to like deplete the percentage counter very fast. But right. even within one chapter, I hit that like four or five times. So what's
1: this? It's in zeros. It's, it's, element, in, uh, judgment. it's oh, in judgment. Oh, judgment. Sorry. Yeah. Right. Okay.
0: And it, it really diminishes judgment, which is a bit sad. Okay. Judgment I think also loses a bit of the, the playfulness of the Yakuza games, but I, I still think it's a very solid story. It's very much like crime drama.
1: Mmm. Yeah, there's not much that gets in your way in Yakuza of enjoying it. it no. It's a pretty direct experience. No, you know, but I've been I, I enjoying do
0: think, it a lot. I do think judgment's good. I think it's a very polished game. I just don't think it's as good as the best Yakuza games. Though certainly mm. better than the worst Yakuza games, so take it with a pinch of salt.
1: So, yeah, I'm really happy that I finally got round to getting properly getting into it.
0: Yeah. Good. I'm glad, Tom Perry. I'm glad you enjoyed it when you did, because heaven mm. knows I've talked to you enough about it.
1: Yeah, and I'm playing this alongside Shenmue 3. As you, if you're frequent frequentist, as you also know, I've been playing that as well. And yeah. the, the two experiences are somewhat similar to each other and, yeah, really easy to play and get along with. There are a couple of frustrations that I've been experiencing in Shenmue 3. Uh, they mainly stem from um, having to eat all the time, which oh, really is a, and having enough money to buy the food to be able to eat. If you run um, in Shenmue Three, you, you use stamina, which is your health.
0: Oh, that sounds annoying. Uh,
1: it usually, takes a while for it to to, to deplete, hmm. but you know, if you're going to move into a, a fight with a strong enemy, and you've had to yeah. run all the way to get there, and you haven't healed before the cutscene triggers, which is what happened to me. Yeah. then you, you can only heal mid-battle with certain items. And those items are incredibly expensive. Uh, so that means you have to work. It's sort of like there's a battle of working, chopping wood in this case in Chemu yeah. 3, buying food and uh, topping up every so often.
0: <laughs> Sounds it, yeah. like real life. at that. It is.
1: I think it's one step too much into real yeah. life. It, it does hinder the, the game a little bit. And... Also, I think Yu Suzuki's hinted at this in future Shenmue games. He wants to make something that's a little bit more accessible to people um, and increase the opportunities to fast travel to places. I, I hid a sequence where Shenhua said, oh yeah, we'll go tomorrow to this place yeah. and fight this guy. And it's like, all right, yeah, what am I meant to do for the rest of the day then? You know. Yeah. So I wandered off into town. It's like occasionally you'll get side quests. So... Uh, I spoke to an old lady who asked me to get some herbs for her. And luckily, this was hugely important because this she gave me a pendant, which I sold for 200 money. Yeah, <laughs> and um, yeah, that enabled me to buy the potion I needed to do this boss fight because yeah. I kind of needed to top up my health halfway through the fight to be able to do it. And I knew what I was going to do when I come back to it because he, he beat me that time unfortunately because I wasn't able to top up the health prior to the fight so I got into yeah. the fight with half health topped up but I was only able to top up halfway and yeah, yeah,
0: yeah I
1: wasn't prepared enough and then the game didn't let me just go straight back and try it again even though I felt at this point I was strong enough to do it because I had the right items if I made sure I healed before the fight I could do it but the game said no you're not strong enough yet you've got to do your kung fu so it forced me oh. to do more kung fu training uh and then also to talk to other characters um cuz he said oh i need to speak to a kung fu master all the while in my head knowing that i could do that fight if the game would only give me the opportunity to go and do it
0: that sounds really frustrating
1: uh so you talk to one guy and he says no i can't do anything you've got to talk to another guy but the other guy needs you to buy wine for him and buns for him to teach you this move that the game decided now you need to know this move to beat this fight because you failed it the first time but if i only had the opportunity to do it again i would have been able to do it
0: it sounds like almost anti-player like i don't (laughs) get why the game is making decisions for you
1: yeah, it really felt like that. But, however, I was still enjoying it. I, I never reached yeah. the point of frustration where I was not enjoying the game. I think it all contributes towards the pace. It's a very slow game. I like that about it. I like how slow it is. I like yeah. how I am also building up my Kung Fu. The game forcing me to do more Kung Fu training has yeah. given me quite a lot of um, satisfaction in levelling up. You level up by doing little uh, mini games like one inch punch, punching this uh, wooden uh, dummy, and then there's also the horse stance where you have to do a mini game. To sort of, I've I probably mentioned this before when talking about Shenmue three, so I won't go into yeah, it any further. Are. But yeah, I like this leveling up aspect for it. I've leveled up all my moves now. I think I'm strong enough. I'm at level 14 kung fu level. Uh, yeah, I can do it. But the game's decided that. Till I do this other thing, I can't do it.
0: Oh, that sucks. <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I Don't let that put you off Shenmue 3. Just know what you're getting into. If you like the first two games, you're going to like this. But it is slower, and I think the, the food thing and the lack of money do contribute to the slowness. So if you played the first two and thought, oh, I don't want it to be any slower than this, then you might get a rude awakening when you play Shenmue yeah. 3 and find that the pace is even slower. But that's wow. kind of, in the environment the game's set, you're in the Chinese countryside, you're yeah. no longer in, in Hong Kong, you're no longer in um, your hometown back in Japan. Yeah. Um, the pace of the game fits the location that the game's now set in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. But you
1: can't help think in the back of your head, perhaps, why am I spending so long in this one area? Uh, is its it, is it because they're dragging out this portion of the game. Maybe. But I, I, I'm okay with it dragging out, because I'm enjoying my time with it, and I like the, I like the pace. It's like it runs through Shenmue 1 in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because there's only really two areas in Shenmue 1, remember? Yeah, there it's are. It's a long game, but there's only two places you're ever at. But I guess it, I guess
0: in Yakuza, you're always in Kamarucho, is it? Yeah, you're always in Kamarucho.
1: Yeah. No, actually, that's not it's true. true.
0: You do go to other places, but te- generally speaking, it's around Kamarucho. Um,
1: Which is the strength of both these games, I think, because you- is a sense of place.
0: And it is uh... a ridiculous thing, Tom. I've talked about this before, but like I know no. Kamarucho so well that, A, when I go to Shinjuku, I know my way around that area yeah. now. Yeah. But B, I can also, like, we're watching at the moment on Netflix a, a great show called um, Midnight Diner. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that one. It's essentially about a guy. There's an area in uh, Shinjuku. Oh, what the, how's the actual area called that is in Kamarucho? Because um, Kamarucho isn't an actual place, it's based no. on the, the red mm-hmm. light district of uh, Shinjuku. I can't remember the soddy name mm-hmm. of the moment. Mm-hmm. But the the champagne district of um, inverted commas of uh, Camarucho is a place called Golden Guy, mm. and it is it, which means piss alley, and it is essentially which is the champagne joke, I think. Oh yeah. And the that area is full of. It's a very tight knit area of bars and diners, and mm-hmm. this. This Netflix show is set in uh, oh, Golden Guy.
1: This is interesting. What's the Netflix show called again? Uh,
0: called uh, Tokyo Diner um, Midnight Store. Uh, yeah, Tokyo Diner. Tokyo Diner. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Midnight to- Midnight Diner Tokyo Stories. Sorry. <gasps>
1: well, that's a mouthful. Uh,
0: yeah, but it's a great show. Essentially, what it is is it's a drama set around like small twenty-minute episodes. There's a guy called mm. Master who runs this diner and then every week you get a new character come into his diner and they the the gist of the diner is essentially hey you bring your own ingredients and I'll cook you whatever you want and so people bring these things and then oh turns so this out is that,
1: reality TV
0: no it isn't it's uh, oh. based on a manga people bring this huh. stuff to his diner he cooks it and then there's obviously like either like childhood memories or whatever attached to the food, and then they play out in this 20-minute drama. It's a really good show. It's really compelling. Mm, It does sound interesting. Unfortunately, the restaurant that it is set in doesn't actually exist. It's on a soundstage, but it is Uh, based in Golden Guy, and they do use areas of Shinjuku as like when they're filming stuff out in public. Hmm. It's always quite sad that I can go, oh, yeah, that's up by the hotels. Like, that's what they're by the hotel district, or they're here, they're there. Because not only have I been there twice now, but I've played so much bloody Yakuza that I kind of know the back of that area, like the back of my hand.
1: Mm. Um, Yeah, just going back to that sort of the place, sense of place, um, and it not being a massive open world, I really like that. It's sort of like condensed open world gameplay. Both Shenmue and Yakuza are open world, but they're in a condensed, not too daunting no, uh, massive open world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I really like that because I can get quite taken aback by the size of some open world games and the possibilities of what you can do When you can get very yeah. sidetracked. I think uh, both Shamu and Yakuza have, have a, a reasonably streamlined approach that yes. really appeals to me.
0: They they have a manageable sandbox.
1: Yes, a manageable, that's what we need. It's like Going back many years, the, the difference between Banjo-Kazooie and banjo Tui. Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie had good size levels, uh, just big enough. Yeah. banjo Tui bigger is better, that idea. They got too big. There was too yeah. many little tasks to do in each of these levels. Each level is like an open world. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much.
0: It um,
1: is. Yeah, I, I like these more condensed open worlds in, in video games, personally.
0: Oh. Yeah, me too. I, I think that's actually something I'm struggling with in Ghost of Tsushima at the moment, is this mm. the island of Tsushima is so big and there's so much to do that I've not even got out of act one of the story yet because I've just been doing all of the side stuff stuff. It's just yeah. getting... following foxes to shrines and getting new sword moves that I don't really need. I've almost like mm. I've almost leveled up my armor as well to like max from what I can see in the first chapter of the game because I've just been doing so much wandering but we'll get into that next time I need to wrap up Tom Parry because I need to go look at some old computers so I'm going to do the usual spiel if you like the podcast and our tangents about Yakuza and Shadows of Damned you can find us in a variety of places on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash tom attack at Twitter at TMA cast for the both of us at Tom Parry 11 for Tom and at Game Boy for myself you can listen to the podcast on tommatattack.com forward slash podcasts. You can do so on blastprocess.com as well as in situ and iTunes. While you're in iTunes, why don't you give us a cheeky rate and subscribe? Let us know you listening. Tom, are you putting out anything on Blast Process's YouTube this week?
1: Yes. I've just done a video about my import PS two collection
0: tidy i will give it a look uh hopefully by tuesday at the latest there will be another edition of goju which you know was the month that never happened but i'm also going to put out a video kind of explaining where i am with videos and stuff after that i think i might be slowing down on biographic stuff tom to then do a mm. lot of other stuff but let's see okay let's see how it goes
1: well they're always a treat whenever whenever one does appear
0: yeah, to to be honest, my thinking at the moment, maybe I'll just get into it a little bit here at the end, is that I'm going to take a break from putting stuff out. Not that I will be taking a break, but I actually want to get ahead of myself in content. Hmm. So I might take August off off mm-hmm. to do videos and then from September on have like a month in advance so then it isn't so daunting that I need to do a video every week because then maybe I can take two weeks to yeah, do Yeah,
1: that's right, yeah. Maybe so, good
0: plan yeah let's mm-hmm. see anyways I'll talk more about that on YouTube but look out for that and yeah there will be a video on Kaiju or Godzilla, which I guess to you on Thursday is a very good game so look out for that okay Tom Parry always a pleasure thank you for podcasting a with pleasure, me and I will speak to you again next week but until then Tom what do we say to the lovely people we've been <laughs> in the US of for an hour game on that we do game on